Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with podcast production and platform builder Jennifer Palmer. She is Canadian, calling Calgary, Alberta home. Jennifer worked through high school and her first entrepreneurial experience was as a co-owner of a cafe. Later, a temporary agency placed her with a financial planning firm that began her 18-year career in the financial services industry. She's had professional financial planning options, wealth management, and ethics designations, but left the industry in 2010. She made a lifestyle choice, and Jennifer is the founder of Visibility Pod, hosting, producing, editing, and marketing podcasts, helping others build their online presence via visibility strategy coaching, and she helps manage podcast tours. Enjoy this interview. Thank you for taking some time out today. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. So uh, before we get to your life and podcast production and platform building, I want to know, how did you survive COVID? How did you get through that time period? I mean, I know it's not over. I know it's kind of a misnomer to say that, but, you know, essentially, you know, that two-year window is over. So I'm curious how you survived it. And how did it change you now that things are kind of reemerging more? Well, it's opened my eyes quite a bit um, to things that can go on in our world, definitely. Uh, getting through it was just a matter of trying our best to honor mandates, whether we believed or didn't believe they were necessary. And, uh, you know, family. Uh, I have a, a child, and it was a lot, a lot of great one-on-one time. I mean, I didn't even have to leave the house, no driving go back and forth to school. Um, We had a few friends that came by. Uh, We had actually isolated a couple of times, precautionary. We have never tested positive for COVID, neither one of us. But as soon as you have a sniffle nowadays, it seems like that's the the fear, right? And I think that there's a lot in our world with regards to media that maybe creates more fear than is actually warranted. I agree. Yeah. And, and that's, that's where we're at. I think there's a level of what we're living through in this modern day and era where it's like, it's almost information overload. We got so much that people just don't trust anything. Um, so let me ask you this. Well, and there oh, is that. There's trust, but there's also fear. Like there is yeah. an unnecessary amount of fear, I believe, that was created in all of this. And, you know, we, we were, with all of the stuff that we're supposed to have access to for information and what have you, really, um, we didn't have that information to be making very, very important decisions in our lives. Yeah, well, and then we had people that were telling us things that weren't real. And, I mean, there was just a real twilight zone that went into all of it. It just, there was nothing that made any sense. I mean, there's... The reason why we elect leaders is so that we can trust them. And when you don't have that trust, it just throws everything into a chaos. And that's, that's that it. was the perfect storm. So, um, you know, and, and anyway, that, that could be a rabbit hole right there in itself. But what I want to focus on is good things in, in relationship to what you do for the world. And I want to boil this down to something that people out there can understand. I'm going to take you in front of a group of third graders at a career day. And one of the kids looks up at you as a third grader and they say, what do you do for a living and how are you qualified? How would you answer them? So I talk to amazing people and I help them share their impactful world-changing stories. So talk to me a little bit about how you got to this point. What, are, what have been, what were the seeds? Where were you born and raised? Kind of what was your family life, life, family life like to get to the point where 
this is your reality. This is what your passion is. So I was born in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Uh, and being Canadian, living in an oil-rich city, in an oil-rich province, um, there were basically two types of industries that most individuals kind of fell into. And there was financial planning and oil and gas. But um, me, I went to high school, worked, I worked all the way through high school, and I started in service. So I ended up in restaurants and hotels, and it wasn't until much later uh, that I ended up in financial services. I was there for quite a while. I'd gone through um, getting my education while I worked. So I didn't go to post-secondary education. I did accredited courses toward what I was actually doing for a career. I ended up with um, financial planning, wealth management, and ethics designations. And in uh, later, later I ended up having children. And that was the catalyst for me was to do something different, not plugging um, punching a clock for somebody else. And I ended up self-employed, ended up building uh, my own flexibility, lifestyle that supported uh, being around and more available for a child. I didn't have that growing up. So that was really the catalyst for me to get into what could I do from home, what could I do with networking, what could I help people with. And originally it started with trade shows. Uh, helping people at trade shows with, you know, the little mom and pop tables that were selling their creations or they were, you know, doing some network marketing company and it was follow-up and systems and creating, uh, you know, budgeting strategies to make the most out of not only their money but their time and energy as also parents, you know, because they were running these um, small businesses as parents as well. And that was the basis of learning CRMs and online marketing and making the most out of social media and strategy. And it shifted. I shifted away from financial planning completely and just focused on, okay, what can I do online? How do I help people start creating things online? And the more I did that, the more I was pushed in a direction of helping authors. And so I went to a conference with uh, my child and we took in a conference and I noticed the people in the room were, they had great presence, they had great, great presentations, there was full of engagement and a wonderful, wonderful content to share. And when I went to find them after online, there wasn't a match. So that, what I saw in the room, did not uh, show up online. So I created Online for Authors and spoke at the next conference and launched Online for Authors right there while I gave um, a talk about website modernization. And, and that was it. It's like authors were hiding behind their books. We weren't actually seeing them. And there wasn't content online that matched 
who I knew them to be from having seen them speak the year before. From that, Online for Authors branched into podcasting as a an additional platform to be on because we were already uploading videos to YouTube. It didn't take, uh, from a production point of view, everything that you would do in podcast production was already happening. The piece that was missing was the audio. So we just stripped the audio out of the uh, the videos that were done and the interviews that were done and uploaded it to a podcast platform and gave us one more avenue to be able to be visible, to be seen, and then more podcasts were created. And then we needed a management system to manage the interviewing and the guesting and the podcast production. And that's how Visibility Pod got created, to manage it all. Isn't it amazing to think, and I know in my lifetime I've seen such a revolution with all of this where you can literally become, you can be in control of your own destiny, you can do things that you never did before. Do you ever think how amazing it is that you can actually have your own business? You can push these very like powerful tools that will help people. Do you ever think about that, how far we've come? I absolutely love it. I love being able to expose people to it and to share it. And I grieve in a sense at the same time because there are so many people out there very, very unhappy doing what they're doing. They wake up in the morning and they can't stand what they need to go and do all day and they come home and they're not fulfilled. And this is, you know, this is actually an option, but they're too afraid to even consider it. So it has to become more commonplace, and I need to have more conversations about how commonplace it can be and how, you know, you really need to just find that thing that you love and do what you love and then get the help in if you can't do it yourself or learn it, you know, because I'm all about self-improvement and investing in yourself. So there's there's value in learning things, even if at some point you outsource them. Um, but get the help to leverage it so that you're, every day you enjoy your day. Absolutely. That's, that's for sure. So talk to me a little bit about who have been inspirations or motivators for you in your life that you've looked up to. <laughs> My child. Uh, she's the motivator. Uh, since the day she was born, I've been, said, you know, whatever it is, uh, to spend more time with you, to be, like, if I never had another penny in the world, it wouldn't bother me. <laughs> because, I mean, this was everything. I mean, I fell in love with her. Uh, and everything I do uh, is an inspiration of, okay, can I be a, an example? How do I be a good example of what's important in life? How do I be a good example of, um, you know, the kind of parent I like to be and the kind of person I want to be in this relationship with her and so she is the main inspiration for absolutely everything so let me ask you this let me kind of take this a little step further for you if you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now who would you like to meet and talk to oh my gosh see i i i have an enviable situation where i get to talk to people every day and i know that there's lots of famous people 
and I've, I've had the privilege of meeting a few. Uh, Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, uh, met Peter Walsh, you know, and it's, we emulate people, and I think you're just as famous as any other individual, and everyone I speak to has something to teach me or share with me, and as much as I'd like to chase, yeah, I think the value is in actually the everyday conversation. I agree, absolutely. So let me ask you this. Um, if you could look, the, the one thing about working in technology is, is that, you know, there's always Moore's Law. There's always this duplication of things that happen at a, at a lightning pace. What do you see the future being in, say, five to ten years from now for people that want, like, authors that want to get promoted and people, regular people that want to get promoted and want to get vaulted in front of people and, and kind of create their own destiny without having to have a day job and do what they want to do and seize their destiny. How do you see technology aiding and abetting that process to help people do that? Oh, I mean, maybe the, the ease of access and the ease of use. I definitely see that coming. I definitely see some merging of different let's say, social media entities. You know, we've got a saturation in the market where we've, what have we got now? There's a new one just came out. I think Notion something or other was a new platform that I just heard about the other day. So there's so many different platforms and I can definitely see a lot of the platforms coming together. So we've got LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, well, there's now... You know, if we consider Twitch and YouTube and all all of the different, you know, there's Vimo. I can see a lot of them actually coming together and merging and offering um, all of the services, all of the different types of media delivery and social media presence in two or three versus the many that we have. And I do believe that people are going to drive that for uh, more of a social, for more social reasons. I, I see the shift and the people that are out there moving away. Let's just say, for example, Twitter. A lot of people are not very happy with what's gone on with Twitter just recently. Not only the platform and what's going on with the what you get to do what you don't get to do and what needs to be done to have your verification, all those things, but also the conversations. And I do see that the, the platforms moving and merging to the conversations that are empowering, impactful, uh, meaningful, and they're differentiating so that they actually nurture versus what's happening now. There's a lot of bullying going on. There's a lot of very large negativity. Uh, it's cloudy. It's really dark. And I, I see that changing. I see the sun coming out. I see people enjoying life more and moving away from fear on all platforms, not only the platforms, but in their lives as a result of technology and changes that that come. 
Yeah, I think that maybe that's one thing that's been beneficial about this time away. We were dependent on technology, but I think people are enjoying life in a different way. It's more of a cerebral kind of thing. I know over the last year in March, I had my Facebook account got hacked and subsequently deleted after 30 oh. days because, yeah, they could not. They, they said they didn't have the staff because of COVID to review all the cases. So if they didn't in 30 days, my account would be gone. And I was on like really, really early on. I had like 4,000 friends. I had, I, I have my radio show page. I had all these things going on and it's just gone. Oh. But I'm actually oh, no. really happy. I really am okay with it. I don't feel as though I need to communicate anything that I'm doing. There's no reason for me to just add that to me enjoying life. It's just like, it's just, I'm just alive. I'm just living now. I don't have to think about, oh, should I put that picture up? Should I do that? Or what, what should I share? Like I just, I share with people that I run into in life. And that's kind of the way it's been for a long, long time on this planet. So I think there are things that people might wake up to that are akin to that, which I think is beneficial. Well, I very much enjoyed not having to be concerned with going anywhere or doing anything and just looking after us and our health. Uh, that was definitely, definitely brought it home for a lot of families. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case, though. I mean, for families, having been someone working from home since I had been a parent, I knew that I'd, I'd made the adjustment long ago. I had already, I was doing meetings on Zoom before people knew what Zoom was. And so for me, the adjustment was not as large, having had an older child as well. But there were, there were families where the house is empty during the day. And you come home and you got a couple of hours in the evening. Now suddenly you're 24-7 with husband, wife, three kids, all three kids going to school. Now suddenly we're home. Okay, we can't say we don't have time for a pet, so let's add a pet into the mix. And so that can be very stressful instead of what some people got to experience like me was the piece of coming home and being home and not having to worry about anything outside of the family. So let me ask you this. Um, let's say you have a dream tonight. You run into your younger version in your 20s, and you could give your young version a piece of advice based on what you've, lear- you've lived and learned in your life. What advice would you give your younger version? Uh, my younger version was very serious, very proper, and very... Uh, responsible, and so I, I would say play more, have more fun. I, I would say go to the party, uh, forget about the job. I would say, there's lots of time for that later. <laughs> you know, I had gotten very serious very quickly. I was in a committed relationship from the time I was at 21 and full-time working since I was 14. And so I would definitely say, relax, there's lots of time, go play. What are you the proudest of? When you look back on everything that you've done in your life, what's, what's the thing that makes you the proudest? That I made the changes and the adjustment and the sacrifices to make parenting 
and family a priority. That I did not give away my time and energy for someone else, for money, for anything except for my family. That makes me proud every single day. I've been able to go to school events. I drop off in the morning at school. I pick up after school if there's extracurricular events. I don't have to worry about whether or not there's a job involved. If there's medical appointments, I have the flexibility to be there and do it. And there is no amount of money that I could have made over the course of those years that would have made that sacrifice better. Like, I never would have given, I can't give it up, but I can't pay for it. There's no amount of money somebody could pay me for the gift that I've gotten. Let me ask you this. Everyone has a perception or an idea of who they think you are, your family, your friends, your clients, but ultimately you live your life. What's your perception Mm -hmm. of you? Who do you think you are? Oh, you know, I'm just an individual trying to make the best out of things day to day and enjoy the most of it in the process. Uh, You know, when an opportunity comes along, uh, if I feel called to follow it, you know, sometimes it comes at a cost, and I've had to bear those costs. But I'm just just like everybody else. Uh, You know, I get up in the morning, I put two feet on the ground, and I get through a day. But I like to think that I actually enjoy mine more than most. Absolutely. This has been wonderful. Hey, before we get off here, I want to ask you, where can anybody go to learn more about what you do, anything involving your world? Where can they go? Visibilitypod.com. That's the best place to find everything. Excellent. Jennifer, thank you for taking time out today. Good luck with everything. I appreciate it. Thank you, Joe. I really appreciate the conversation and for you having me on your show. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and podcasting from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Oh